Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. The dangers of an older parent overspending. Find the income first to insure against retirement risks. And cash-strapped seniors are finding relief. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of November 9th. You're listening to Heckin' World Weekly. It's the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back and thank you for joining us. Your host, Shannon Hicks here. If you have a parent who has gone through a spendthrift phase, then you can definitely empathize with this story. It comes from Forbes magazine written by Carolyn Rosenblatt. It begins saying, Brianna called agingparents.com in distress. She was feeling panicky and angry. Her 80-year-old mother, Rhonda, had just bought another new car she could not afford. Brianna explained that her mother's funds were limited, but she kept in insisting on living the life that she had before her husband passed, and her assets were almost completely depleted. Now, the daughter is very frustrated, but she had a close relationship with her mother, but she was really hesitant to address the issue. She felt uncomfortable, didn't know quite what to do, and she had always felt the advice had been coming the other way. Don't we feel that way as an adult? Yes, you know, our parents raised us, they gave us advice, they corrected us, so what could she do? And here are some endpoints. The first step that we gave her at agingparents.com was to collect information and how much her mom had actually been spending in the last two years since she was widowed. And she did get that data from the bank records. And she was shocked. She said it was worse than she expected. Then agingparents.com advisor and perhaps one of the best approaches to use. And that was setting up a situation that would likely create a financial crisis, believe it or not. So the daughter couldn't really afford to pay for any of her help for her mother right now or in the future. And her mom had no long-term care insurance. So they gave her a description of the limited choices that her mom faced if she did, in fact, spend all of her money and run out of cash. And would she want to spend down all of her money down to the last dollars and end up on Medicaid? That would leave her one choice for extended care, a nursing home. And her mom always said going to one of those places was her biggest fear. So she set up, Brianna, the daughter, set up a formal time to have a private conversation with her mom with these records in hand. And she begged her mother, please, mom, don't burden me with the expectation of covering these expenses in the future. And she she also told her mom, I can't be a caregiver either. And she showed her mom the records and pointed out the difference between the income of her spending in the last two years before the income that she had before her husband died. So this really was a breakthrough. It had gotten through to her mother. And it's something that I think a lot of um, older adult children are facing today when it comes to overspending, something really worth looking into. The Danger of Older Parents Overspending, by the way, is the title of the article. If you want to look it up, it could be a great resource for some of the adult children who might find themselves in the same situation. If you ask any financial advisor, they'll tell you there are limitless approaches to retirement and income planning. And a recent article in Kiplinger says to find the income first to insure against retirement risk, written by Jerry Golden. He is an investment advisor representative. So he says, you've probably seen the ads on TV. A retired couple decides to drop their life insurance policy so they can get some cash. They sell the policy. Or an ex-quarterback talks about health insurance to supplement basic Medicare. I've seen these myself. And of course, the third, a recognizable mustached actor touts the advantages of tax-free cash 
cash through a reverse mortgage. All three, by the way, are legitimate products and all three are definitely needed by older Americans. So how do you evaluate these products and the companies offering them? Well, that's really critical. But the real challenge, he says, Mr. Jerry Golden, is to really determine if you can even find the income elsewhere first. So can you pay the life insurance premiums instead of deciding to drop the policy? Could you make adjustments to your current budget? Second, could you pay the higher health insurance premiums for a more generous Medicare supplement plan? And third, could you purchase longevity insurance to complement a reverse mortgage drawdown? Now, longevity insurance is the opposite of life insurance, he writes. It pays you income if you live, which means in this case, it could continue the cash flow from a reverse mortgage drawdown beyond a certain age. So he says, begin with income first. As I always advocate, says Golden, it's better to create a plan for retirement income and then figure out whether or not you can afford the premiums on the different insurance protections that you're going to believe you're going to need. So when it comes to insurance, he says, perhaps a Medicare SUP policy will pay expenses that Medicare doesn't. Or if you hope to stay in your home and a reverse mortgage could help you do that. There are a lot of options. So you want to know what you can afford. Affordability and income is really where Mr. Golden begins. And our last story, cash-strapped seniors, good news, are actually finding some relief down under. This comes from the Sydney Morning Herald, written by John Collette. It says that the Aussie government reverse mortgage scheme... See, scheme's not a bad word down there, surprisingly. That for years has failed to gain any traction. Does that sound familiar with cash-strapped retirees? Well, guess what? It's finally seen a big increase in the number of new applications. And they point to COVID-19, induced erosion of retirement funds, and also falling interest rates for savers. That has really left many pensioners or retirees scrambling for ways to generate some cash flow to live on. Now, pension loan schemes have become more popular following a widening of eligibility, says the article. Now, from July last year, the Australian pension scheme was expanded, so almost anyone of pension age is able to borrow against the value of their house or get this, investment property. It's administered by CenturyLink, and the pension loan scheme had more than 3,100 participants in the 2019-2020 fiscal year, compared to fewer than 800 in the same period a year before. So from 800 to 3,100, and that's just for the pension loan scheme where really the Australian reverse mortgage administered by CenturyLink. So there's a widening Um, acceptance in the marketplace, mostly driven by need, again, due to COVID-19 market erosion and low interest rates for savers. So there is also an example they give in the article of a single person who meets the criteria of the full age pension plus supplements who has just over $24,500 a year. Well, that person could draw up to an additional $12,200 a year by taking their annual cash flow to almost up to 37,000. So how the pension loan scheme works down under is the income stream is paid each fortnight. And unlike a private sector reverse mortgage, it cannot be taken out in a lump sum. And that's something I think that even the home equity conversion mortgage is gonna take a look at at some point in the future to ensure a uh, continuity um, of cash flow per se versus somebody having that spendthrift uh, temptation just to blow through a big chunk of cash. So down there, they use a, a income stream or really a cash flow stream, I would say, that's paid each fortnight. 
You may be scratching your head saying, what's a fortnight? Well, really, it's about 14 days or two weeks. So again, even though the maximum income stream that can be drawn is one and one and a half times the maximum age of the pension plus supplements, CenturyLink Bank can actually approve less than the maximum as it depends on the applicant's age and the value of the property. Again, very, very similar to the United States version of the home equity conversion mortgage. The variable interest rate, by the way, is about 4.5%, they say in the article, which is generally lower than a private sector reverse mortgage. Now, their costs are quite different. It's just the legal fees, surprisingly, and the income drawn does not count under the income test under the age pension. But if they get a private sector loan and they get a lump sum, just like it can endanger needs-based benefits here in the U.S., the same applies in Australia. So if you're interested, look for Cash Strap Seniors Finding Relief in the Sydney Morning Herald for more details. You know this story. That's a wrap for another episode of Heckam World Weekly. By the way, it's the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Don't forget, you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on Podbean. And if you're not there already, you can go to heckamworld.com. There you can also find our weekly video commentary, analysis, weekly blog articles, and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. This is your host, Shannon Hicks, signing off, inviting you to return next week for more reverse mortgage news and commentary on the go.